On a special episode of Candidly with Coffee, I have my daughter, Alyssa Morris, in the hot coffee seat today. We talk about so much stuff, you guys, about how she feels about having a mom who's online, how she got into fitness competing, what her fitness journey is like now, what her goals are. She even gives us some tips on high volume, macro-friendly meals. And we dive into her experience as the head coach for Orange Theory. So much excitement on today's episode. I'm so excited to have my daughter on. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, Candidly with Coffee. We are in the pod, and I have a special guest co-host today, Miss Alyssa Morris. Yeah, hi. You've been dragging me in here. (laughs) I know. I dragged her in here on Christmas Eve in our matching Christmas pajamas, our traditional matching Christmas pajamas. And you don't have a drink with you, huh? We no. can't cheers. I she, did have my shot, though. She had a shot of tequila before we started. You made me. But I, I think I needed it. I didn't make you. I suggested it to loosen up. Yeah. Because it's a little hard because when you get back here in the, in the official studio and you put the headphones on and the microphone, it, it suddenly becomes more official. I think I'm just like a... I'm a planner, too. So I need everything to a T. I usually have a script of what I'm going to say. So the having a conversation. Yeah. Is, Cause I told her just relax. It's conversational. Cause I don't give Mike a script. Mike is different. I don't give him a I'm script. I'm very different than Mike. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm very type A. <laughs> that is for sure. So for those of you who don't know, Alyssa is my daughter. She's 22 years old. She's my second born. So she's officially the baby. I have called her Princess Alyssa, known as Alyssa Elizabeth Butterfingers Baby Cakes Morris. That is what I named her when she was young for very good reasons. And we're going to dive into more with Alyssa in a little bit. But this is a regular episode of Candidly with Coffee. So let's do a little bit of housekeeping. I wanted to thank all of you guys for your rates and reviews recently. And I did receive one five-star review on Apple Podcasts from Jackie Blue 214 And she says, I am so grateful to have found Janine and Mike's podcast. I get my daily dose of motivation and knowledge. Even at 60, I am learning something new every day. Thank you, Janine and Mike, for being so open, honest, and sharing knowledge and being entertaining all at the same time. I am a fan for life. Thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate it. Have you rated my podcast? No, maybe in the beginning. As high? I don't know. We but, need this family okay, support. But I will say, like, I, I don't really listen to your podcast, but... <laughs> That's actually one of the questions. But I did... Hi and I recently watched... Oh, not the whole thing, but a portion of your recent podcast. And both of us were like, wow, this is really well produced. Oh, like really? A, yeah. I was like, an actual podcast, much better than how it was in the beginning. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. Of course. It's very organized. Yes. Yeah, it is. I do the rundowns for the show. This is a serious thing, you guys. I know we started not so serious. We're doing like big things. And so we're evolving. And this studio is nothing compared to what's coming. I'm excited. I'm excited. But um, I can't believe you guys listened to the show. How nice. It was a hard show to listen to probably. You were probably just nosy like everybody else. Yeah, I was You know what's so funny? (laughs) Even though I know everything. I knew 
that episode, it was called Breaking My Silence, by the way, it was going to be very popular because people are nosy. Oh yeah. I think, and I'm not talking about my listeners. I'm, I'm, you guys are supporters, listeners. I'm talking about people who just wanted to listen to that episode and only that episode just to get the, the juice, the family gossip. That's human nature though. I know, but it was funny. I guess I did it on purpose, right? By click, not clickbaiting. It wasn't clickbait because I really did break my silence. It would have been clickbait if I hadn't actually broke my silence. But anyways, thank you so much, Jackie, for that. I really appreciate it. It's Christmas Eve, and we, like I said, we're wearing our matching Christmas pajamas. Do you know how long we've done that? No. I actually, I I was thinking about it. No, I don't know exactly. (laughs) But I know that it was, it's interesting that we have that tradition now, but originally... Yeah, I know what you're going with. This, yeah, yeah, your... What was your Christmas Eve tradition growing up? So my grandma, my mom's mom, would give me a dress every Christmas. Every year. That I would wear. And she did a good job. Yeah. And it would I always so be... I was so excited for was, my Christmas dress. Yeah, she would bring it over. She would be so excited because Alyssa always wore it. We were never picky about, oh, this, that, or the mm-hmm. other. And she would always get like the dress and a cute little cardigan. Yeah. Oh, I miss those days, but that was a cute, like little tradition. So this is like our, it's like a new tradition. Obviously when you grew up, she stopped doing that. I think she did it until you, she couldn't buy your size in the little girl's department Mm -hmm. anymore. So all the way up until you wore a size 12, I think you even wore the size 12 dress for a couple of years too long (laughs) because she bought size 12 for a couple of years in a row. It was such a cute tradition, but this is ours and I want to keep it. So like when you have kids, of course, matching Christmas. I, ma- I made high go into the stocking tradition. Yeah. Cause he, our first, now it's going to be our fourth year of Christmas, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. But our first year of Christmas, I surprised him with the stocking. He's like, what is this? Yeah. What is this concept? I'm like, Santa came. Yeah. That's another one of our traditions. So we're big on the stockings and I have to give your dad credit because we were teenagers and I, my parents, immigrant parents, like they didn't do Santa stocking stuffers. They didn't know anything. We never had a single thing in our stockings. And the first year we were together, we had opened our presents on Christmas Eve and we got, we spoiled each other. It was great. We were 18. And the next morning, my mom says, Hey, Robert's here. And I looked down the hallway and he's walking down the hallway all slow (laughs) with a huge stocking filled with presents. And that began the stocking tradition. And then we kept it up with you guys. Like stocking stuffers are important. Stocking stuffers are more important. We actually even talked about this. I'm like, I'd rather have just stockings and no gifts. Like stocking yeah. is fun. Yeah. It's my, Same. Yeah. And if you guys were watching Vlogmas, you guys already know what's in Alyssa's stocking. I want a little crazy on your stocking. Yay. I feel like I, it was this huge pile. And then Tyler's pile was like little. <laughs> So I struggled. But anyways, I love Christmas traditions and I like our ours. They're simple, but I like them. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to move on to a segment called Hold My Coffee. And I almost didn't have a Hold My Coffee for this lovely Christmas Eve. And I don't know. If, so Hold My Coffee is a time. Think about why someone would say like, hold my earrings or they want to like maybe stop and get aggressive with someone oh, okay. or it's like our way to bark back a little bit at trolls or not always trolls, but controversial comments okay. that we get, you know, because social media is wow. a fun, it's a fun place. So it's the whole my coffee segment. 
and I enjoy it actually. I have to say, I don't get a ton and everyone, I just feel like my channel has a lot of support and I, I love my community, but every once in a while, and right when I was blow drying my hair, some comments were coming through on my vlogmas of all things. And I'm like, all right, thank you anyway for giving me some content. Cause I didn't have a hold my coffee until I got this comment. So in the episode, I am drinking Diet Coke as I often do because I drink Diet Coke. It is what it is. Everybody has their feelings about it and it's not something that concerns me. I think fine if it's something that concerns other people. I'm, I don't judge you if you don't drink Diet Coke. I have actual grown-up followers that can watch my channel even though they don't drink Diet Coke and watch me drink it and yeah. <laughs> keep their panties on. The, the whole debacle about Diet Coke really... It aggravates me. I know. But. Of course it does. So anyways, let's go over this comment. So I have it up on the screen. This comment came in. It's not that bad of a comment, but it just got bad. It's amazing when you poke someone, how their true self comes out real quick. So this person, RC888 says, it's the spartomy or whatever in diet drinks that makes you feel somehow something. I'm trying to quit diet, Dr. Pepper. I'm down to the mini cans. I drink one once a week before it was every day. So she was just saying, like, it's making me feel poor or I don't know what she was. I was just drinking the Diet Coke. I didn't say I felt bad or it's not making me feel bad. But then someone else commented in or, or I actually replied and said, I won't be quitting Diet Coke anytime soon. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Diet Coke is here to stay. Been drinking it since I was a teenager. So it's no big deal. It was just. But then I replied to another comment on that same comment. This is actually a, a client. I think this is my client. No, this is my, not my client, but someone else commented saying, since watching you, I started doing one diet Coke a day and I quit drinking. It's the lesser of the evils. And I was replying to her, not the original person. And I just said, exactly. Current studies do not support the claims on aspart uh, aspartame. However, alcohol is an actual toxin, yet no one blinks, no one blinks at someone who drinks wine daily. Again, I wasn't replying to the other person. I was replying to this person. But then this other person felt some type of way, real quick got triggered. Where in my comment did I say anything about al alcohol? I was just saying that you are all about health, weighing your food and such, thinking a pinch of fat is overweight. Man, they went they, right away, they went for the jugular, like attacking my character. Yeah. And I simply replied, my channel is not for you, but thank you for contributing to my whole my coffee segment. <laughs> and then... The ugliness really came out. You forgot to fix your jowls, by the way, like commenting about my face, my aging face. It just, it's funny how it doesn't take much to poke. If you poke someone a little bit, you can really get their true character very quickly. It's just, it's so interesting because notice how that person went complete right away, immediately for physical appearance. Yeah. It's like they didn't have a leg to stand on, so they attacked your physical appearance. Right. I don't know. They didn't have an it argument, just, To really. me, it's just revealing of someone's character. Yeah. As soon as you attack someone's physical appearance when you're coming back. In my argument, I came back with like a science-based thing. There's no studies to support it. This person has a YouTube channel, and in I could have clicked on their page, try to find something that I thought maybe they might be insecure about and poke fun, but why would I ever do that? It's just very telling. And because I had said another comment in there that I didn't read, but I said something like, but you're watching, like you're obviously bothered that I weigh my food 
somehow your perception is that I think a pinch of fat is overweight, which I've never said. So yeah. again, your perception, but yet you're watching my vlogs because you've commented all throughout Vlogmas. And I didn't even poke at you, but yet you came for the jugular. You came for the jowls. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it just goes to show, this is why, honestly, like, I'm so glad that you're not on social media. And the fact that they would comment on you, who's like, everyone, I get comments every single day. that like, oh my God, that's your mom. Oh my God. Like my, you look like her sister. Like at Orange it's, Theory? It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It doesn't bother me and I didn't get offend and I didn't get offended by this comment. What annoyed me, it's not offended, so I'm not easily offended. I just get annoyed on the Diet Coke thing. And the reason why I get annoyed is because it's been debunked. Yeah. It, there's plenty of studies. Go to pubmed.gov. Stop click stop drinking the Kool-Aid. And it's fine if you do believe that. But again, I wasn't doing a expose on Diet Coke on my channel. I was just simply drinking it. So if you feel that way, just continue to not yeah. drink it. And I don't know if their point was like, oh, it doesn't make me feel good. Like it makes my tummy upset. Okay, that's fine. That's it doesn't make you. my tummy upset. I know. That's why I said I've been drinking <laughs> it since the 90s. I'm good. Like I think I'm okay. Yeah. It's and, and then the alcohol thing is, again, I don't have a problem with people who drink. Look, I, I just fed you a shot of tequila. <laughs> I'm just saying it's just funny to me how the toxicity of something is in the volume of something. Anything can be toxic based on volume. So can aspartame be toxic if you drink a swimming pool worth of aspartame? Yes. So can a bottle of Tylenol. One Tylenol is great for a headache. You take a whole bottle. It's toxic right? Zinc. Zinc is great. I take it daily. You take too much, it's toxic. So it's all relative. But guess what is toxic even in a droplet? Alcohol. It's actually a toxin immediately, even in the smallest doses, the way your body treats it, stops everything else, digests the alcohol. Again, I'm not saying I have a problem. I'm just speaking, using it as an example of society has like glorified drinking and for some reason vilified certain ingredients and chemicals when everything technically is some sort of chemical compound. And articles and clickbait have just created fear-mongering around certain things and people just repeat it but not actually have any knowledge about it. Yeah. And that's what bothers me. Anyways, that's the whole my coffee. Of But moving on to a more fun and uplifting segment is Comment Corner. I love it. Do you like my sound, sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Comment corner is from Tanya Aguilera. I have to say, Janine, you are the real deal. After losing 100 pounds and tracking macros for the last two years and not losing the last 20 pounds to only gain 10 pounds, I was ready to accept that this was going to be it. I will just have to try to maintain. But oh my goodness, it's like the heavens opened up and sent you and Mike to my algorithm on YouTube. I connected right away with you, requested macros from you, and started implementing right away. After two weeks, I am down five pounds. Girl, five pounds. At 57, I feel like Stella got her groove back. I am well beyond grateful. Watching you and Mike daily is my new habit. It keeps me pushing for 10K steps daily, as well as strength training. I don't wait until the New Year's. I took control now. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. God sent me angels to help me help myself into health and living longer to enjoy life. You are the macro queen. 
Oh, that's cute. Isn't that nice? That's funny. She's funny. I know. And very <laughs> funny writer, by the way. And if you guys are wanting a macro assessment, click down in the description. I do macro assessments. I love macro assessments. They're very good and very well worth it. It is not just sending you uh, um, a page with numbers on it. It is explaining. It, it will give you ma how to track your macros. It is very customized. I will respond to any anything that you've indicated in your intake form that you need help with or guidance. So it's like a robust one-time check-in and you can hit the ground running and you can lose five pounds too. So macro assessments are open for business. All right. So now hot coffee topic happens to be Alyssa in the hot seat. You like my sound effects? Yeah. Isn't it cool? Okay. Anyways, so you are in the hot seat today as my special guest. Thank you. I appreciate it. It mm -hmm. was not easy, you guys. It was not easy. I'm busy. I'm a busy woman. She is. She's extremely busy. It was not easy to nail her down and then to, I don't know, just get her to do it. Mm -hmm. So be appreciative. <laughs> we are been graced with the presence of Princess Alyssa. A little bit of background on her other than being my daughter. She's 22, former competitive acro athlete, current head coach for Orange Theory Fitness in San Jose. And a she was a two-time NPC nationally qualified bikini competitor. And yeah, so for the most part, my kids are not on social media. So a lot of you don't get a lot of exposure to them. So this is like an, an odd reversal because it's the parents on social media mm -hmm. and not the kids in my household, at least. But I'm going to start off with this question regarding that. How does it feel to have a mom so public on social media? Is that difficult now? Was it difficult when you were younger? So at this point, I'm very used to it. I think it, it really started when I was in like, what, eighth grade. I remember you outside. It was for a different yeah, platform. It was, yeah, but it was still social media. <laughs> yeah. I remember you, me walking to middle school and you outside taking a photo shoot. <laughs> and I've had it ever since I was young. Like when people find your Instagram from my school, not even my friends and they follow you. I'm like, that is so yeah. weird. I don't know. I definitely was embarrassed when I was younger, but now I've gotten used to it. And now I try to show you off a little bit, even though you don't want to at my current Aww. job. Yeah, you do. You give me the the shout outs every yeah. once in a while. And stuff. Yeah. I do take your classes. So that's always fun. Yeah. It's probably the it's like the only quality time we have is I take your classes. Uh, no. Lately, because it's all it's the only time I really see you. It's like a guarantee yeah. that I'm going to see true. you. We get a, a little five minute chit chat before class and then that's it. Yeah. All right. How do, how, oh, this is a good one. How are you, what are the ways you are? Um, I feel like we've really grown into our similarities, if that makes sense. Cause I was growing up, I was very much a daddy's girl. And I think ever since I turned 18, I really got close to you and I definitely have my dad's characteristics, but I'm 100% type A, which is me, is you. I'm a planner to a T. Yeah. I'm very punctual, if not early. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I definitely think that it's interesting because growing up, I thought, oh my God, she is exactly like her dad. I thought you were like your dad and Tyler was like me, my son. 
And then as you guys have gotten older, I feel like there's been a switch. I feel like my son is showing more characteristics of his dad and you are starting to show more characteristics of me. Like sometimes yeah. we, I can predict what you've done, what you looked at, everything because yeah. I know yeah. how you think. Yeah, so it's vice versa. Yeah. So it, it's just so crazy how that happened. I didn't expect that. And then, yeah, we've just in have just similar interests. Yeah. Similar interests. And it's like even small things like I'll be at a register purchasing a shirt and then I'll be very short. Like, oh, uh, did you enjoy your time today? Yeah. Uh, did you want anything else or nope. did you have a coupon? Nope. <laughs> you know why? And it's not because we're rude. No. We're both the same. That's another similarity in that we are introverts. Yeah, I'm an to introvert. some degree, like introverts, but we can be extroverts. Yeah. But being an extrovert, you have to gear up for it. I cannot no, be so. We're introverts. Yes, not we're not extroverts. No, because you can be social, but okay. we're still introverts. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Introverts. Being around people and socializing with people, it drains you. But being an extrovert, it energizes you. Yes. So our social batteries are yes. similar. Like yes. we can plug in and charge up and go out and be social. But our natural tendency is to be introvert. And we both do not do small talk. No. <laughs> there, she, there you go. Like if I... I just don't engage in a lot of small talk like with strangers and sometimes it's perceived as rudeness sometimes yeah, I guess. Definitely. I've gotten that all my life like or just my RBF too like yeah, oh my god I like that. I thought you were I thought you were such a bitch when I uh, until I started talking to you. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking up the questions. We are going to get into some more questions. All right. What's your biggest struggle keeping a balanced diet or does it come natural? I definitely struggled with it when I was younger. I had an eating disorder when I was like, it was around that gymnastics time where it was so much pressure to be a certain weight and stuff. And so it was a long journey and it's something I, it'll always be in the back of my mind, but getting into fitness and finding my outlet, I think I've definitely grown into a balanced diet and my goals have changed as I've grown and depending on what I'm doing like when I was a competitor obviously I was weighing every single gram to the t even my veggies mm -hmm. and then I transitioned out of that and I was still tracking my calories so I feel like I'm at a point now where originally I just want I, I love food and I wanted to find a balance with it and I and all props to you for cheat days working for you, but cheat days just don't work for me. I like going out with my friends on a random day and having something, going out to a restaurant mm -hmm. or going on a date with high and not having to plan necessarily, which is weird because I'm a planner. I like to have that freedom with my food. And so I haven't been tracking recently, but I've, for so many years, I've been tracking mm -hmm. so I can intuitively track it in my head. Yeah. So I do just, you gauge, like, how I, do you maintain with that? That's ultimate. That's the ultimate goal for everybody, to be honest, yeah. where you're at, because people don't want to track forever and tracking for a long time, especially meticulously as a competitor is what makes it 
you be to be able to do this because you really have a good gauge on volume of food and your awareness. Yeah. But how do you do? How did you do that? Number one, I mainly eat the same thing every day. Okay, that helps. <laughs> yeah, but I also. Yeah, it's just a mental math in my head. And if I like for Bali, when I went in May, I did track for however many months I was cutting. And that was because I did have a goal of trying to reach a certain weight. But now I don't have a weight goal in mind. I'm just trying to maintain what I have. And a lot of it is going based off previously what I know my set calories are for maintenance. Right. And then also just how I feel with my body. Like I'm also training for a half marathon. So I know I'm going to be needing to eat more calories to sustain the energy to be able to run a long distance. Yeah, for sure. So that you, in that, you explain you went on a mini cut for a vacation. I think yeah. that's a good, so you basically maintain, unless you have a specific goal in mind, then you'll jump back on tracking if you're trying to reach a specific goal. Yeah. How do you monitor that you're maintaining? Do you weigh yourself? How do you feel about the scale? I don't weigh myself as often anymore. Maybe once every three weeks or once a month. Just to keep things in check. Yeah, but it's mainly how I feel. I'm very in tune with my body. And also the way my clothes are fitting me. So it's yeah, really, yeah. I, go, I go by that too, so I can understand. And so you weigh yourself like once every three weeks, just to, but you don't feel you have a poor relationship with the scale? No. Now and you, it's going to fluctuate. If I'm on my period and I, I feel it, I'm be like, okay, I feel not so great. Obviously, I'm not going to weigh myself during that time. Now, what would you say? Do you, here's another question. Do your daughter, do daughter and mom follow similar meal plans or are you totally opposites and eat different things? No, different. Yeah. Different. You have a different style. Actually, sometimes we get on, again, our similarities have shown in, yeah. in our older, as she's gotten older, because we're the type of person that we get on a kick. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, I need to go back to my old hyperfixation, yeah. which is those wraps. The Mediterranean wraps. I miss it now. Yeah. I was, I got over it. I had it too much. I had it. I have, yeah, my mom and I are the same where we find something that we really like and then we have it every single day. I do. I do too. Until we are tired of it. Yeah. And then we move on. That's to the why next like thing. my vlogs would get boring because I'm like, sorry guys, I'm on, I'm having my falafel salad again. Cause <laughs> I took mine I did the wrap for a while, but then I took it out of the wrap and just did it a falafel salad. I must have had the falafel salad for three months yeah. straight. <laughs> so- I'm the same. I still I think I'm on the verge, but I've probably had my egg white fried rice for close to a year now. Yeah. And it's so funny because even though you've made it like dozens of times, every time you oh make it, if Mike sees you make it, he'll be like, wow, I gotta show, you got to show me how to make that. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and then back to the no small talk, she'll be like, is it fried rice? Is it, she'll like answer. <laughs> I'm just short because he always asks me when I'm hangry. Oh like God. I just want to eat my food. Which he's about to eat. He's like, what is it? <laughs> I can see it's like, her I need like my, I need my whole setup. I need to be watching a show I like. I need my water ready. I'm like <laughs> again, same as me. I have to eating is like a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. I I can't eat standing up. No. Like at like over a table. I rather not eat all day long, so that I can eat and sit down and relax and put a show on and have everything like perfect and then I eat. Yeah. It's in the same way. It's an exp- eating is an experience, but you did touch upon a little bit your eating disorder. So I don't want to graze right over that. 
Do you want to dive in just a little bit on what specifically your issue was? Yeah, it was a couple things. I had bulimia and binge eating disorder. Mm-hmm. That was like when I was like 16. Yes, it was at 16 when I discovered it in a, in a counseling appointment. Yeah. You had divulged it to a counselor. We put you in, there was a time when it was a hard time for you in, in acro, a lot of pressure at that time. You lost your grandfather. Yeah. It was like a, it was like the perfect storm of so much going on in your life. And then we realized that you needed to get into therapy, which I'm so glad that we yeah. put you into therapy. It was eye opening more so for, and I think a lot of times, especially when you put your kids in therapy, it's more eye opening for the parents than it is sometimes it's like, I don't know. Cause the kids will tell their therapist what they wouldn't tell you. So it was things we needed to know, but that was how, when I found out about it. Yeah. Was in therapy. Tyler and I are the same and we're very, we will, we keep things inside until they boil up. Yeah. Until they are a serious problem. So we got right on top of that, but here's an interesting thing. Do you think, and back in this time, I wasn't in the nutrition space. So I think maybe someone might think, oh, would it, would, because of what I do as a weight loss coach, would that contribute to your eating disorder? And I'm not going to answer for you, but I wasn't doing that at the time. But do you think my, my job in any way, because I was in like, still, I was, I competing or anything had a contribution to how you were with food honestly no I think it stemmed from early childhood when I had people in my life that was very close to when I was young like maybe nine it would compare our weights and and so it stemmed from that and it, it just grew yeah peers that people that I was very close with would just like compare like oh you're this weight you're 80 pounds Yeah. And I think that was a peer. So I think what maybe was going on there was she was having issues Mm -hmm. as well. And then it, because of maybe what was going on in her household and then it went on to you. I had no idea. None, not a single solitary clue. You think, you know, what is going on with your kids. That's why you have to really pay attention because I couldn't have, I literally think I fell out of the chair in the, in the therapist's office because yeah. I was completely shocked. Yeah. And I had many other problems. That wasn't even the biggest one that I had. So yeah. I was really going through it that age. That yeah. Point. It was a hard time. I would say for you, it was a difficult time. And then in, the, but you got through it and got better. But then I felt like it was starting to happen again around the pandemic. Yeah. I felt like you were struggling again. And wouldn't you say? I think it was just being so isolated and not being able to do anything. I think I definitely got depression. Yeah. And I felt like after the original time, I've become more hypersensitive to paying attention to the signs of that kind of stuff. And I remember noticing that I'm like, oh no, she could be spiraling again. So then I pay attention to everything. And that's actually how you met your boyfriend because it was during the pandemic and you wanted to go leave the house. And this was at the total lockdown time. And I let you leave. And the reason I let you leave was because I knew that you, I could tell the isolation was getting to you and Tyler was mad. My son was so mad that I let you leave. And I said, her mental health is going to 
be more of a detriment to her than COVID is. So if she goes yeah. out and gets COVID, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then you met your boyfriend. Yeah. On that yeah, day that I let funny. you out. Yeah, I know. So it's so it was the like, first day. And four years later, they're still together. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Who Isn't knew? But yeah, I had to take, and I, I remember I even told Tyler was like, did you tell dad? I was like, no, but I'm confident in my decision. And I texted him just saying like, Hey, I'm making, I'm, I made an executive decision that I think that this is important for her to leave the house. And after that, I just let you leave. I'm like, you know what? We're not walking down anymore. It was like, yeah, it was scary too, because like it was during that, it was May of 2020. So no one knew still what was happening Yeah, like and it, how serious it was. Yeah, like so, it was when there was a lot of fear around it. So it wasn't just like how we feel about it now. So it was a big decision for me to say, I'm willing to take the risk of you going out and getting that versus your mental health. But I just felt in my gut that it was the right, right thing to do. I remember seeing you a couple of days beforehand, like walking down the hallway and you had a hoodie on and you had the hood over your head. And I was like, that's not good. That is not yeah. good. <laughs> I'm because I'm just like the type of person that needs to be busy all the time and not having literally anything to do, no school, no work. Mm -hmm. I you thrive in structure, yeah. You thrive, you need boundaries, you need structure, and you have to be mindful of that in uh, going through your throughout your life. If there's periods of times where you have a big change and something changes around your schedule, you need to be mindful of your mental health. Cause also when you, as a competitive acrobat, then when you left acro, that was another time in your life that you went through a rough time because it was, you were lacking structure. Mm -hmm. So that's just something um, Mike is also like that in, in terms of his mental health. And that's, I'm, I'm aware yeah. like when he has a shift where there's less structure, or he's not as busy or something is happening in his life then he, his mental health suffers. Yeah. And I think my biggest thing is, yeah, definitely going through a de depressive period during those times. And then I think anxiety will always be surrounded by me like yeah. you. Yeah. We have, yes, you have anxiety. I have anxiety. Mine is very much more so specific to claustrophobia, yeah. but we're, we definitely have both had experienced panic attacks. So we yeah. know what that feels like. Yeah. You always have to be like mindful of that as well. Yeah. All right. Moving on. How did you get interested in fitness and then competing? I think it stemmed from doing gymnastics all my life and being fit in that way. And then you got into it and then you convinced me to do it as, as I was transitioning out of acro, you're like, you need something. Cause I knew you needed something. And yeah. I knew that you would thrive in a sport that was individual. Cause yeah. the, prior to that you were in a team sport and sometimes there was struggles around dedication. You were always giving 150% and then your teammates were giving yeah. sometimes, sometimes less and it would frustrate you. So I wanted to find, give you a sport or have you do something that was just based on you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, how did you enjoy doing that? Or in, how, how did you not? For competing? Yeah. It was a great experience. It definitely had a lot of struggles. It is not for the faint of heart. And I don't regret doing it at all. It was a great experience. And I really got to see how I can thrive in a single sport, so to speak. Yeah. But I, it did have its challenges. I made it through almost all of the way. 
through my prep without having a breakdown, but it did eventually happen because lack of food and that amount of exercise will do it to you. But I think it was a great point of my life. I don't know if I'll necessarily do it again. Yeah, that was my question. Are you, would you be, would you ever do it again? Probably not. And the thing was, I was not, I didn't have a full-time job at that point. So that was really my full-time job. And it really took up all of my energy. That, that was the toughest thing uh, other than like not eating as much as I normally would or the amount of exercise I was doing. It was the amount of energy that I had as the prep progressed. And I couldn't imagine doing my job now and how demanding it is and doing prep at the same time. So what is your fitness life like now? So it, it really changes depending on the goal I have. So I have a goal now of doing a half marathon in end of March. So I've always, I'm always strength training. I love doing orange theory classes too, not only cause it's part of my job, but also cause I love that it's everything all in one, the cardio and the strength training. Mm-hmm. But now I have a kind of a target plan. I have a specific plan <laughs> that I do uh, for training for my half marathon. So I'm strength training and then I'm also running and I've never been a endurance athlete. So it is very, it de- it's definitely a big change for me. So I'm growing into it, but this is yeah, why I never say never, because I know for a fact that you have said you hated running at yes. times in your yes. life. Now you're on the treadmill constantly. And I can thank Orange Theory for that. I never thought I was going to be a runner until I started mm-hmm. Orange Theory. The, my first time running ever was on an Orange Theory <laughs> treadmill. Do you remember I had to hold the sides? Yeah. The first, my first class. Yeah. <laughs> I was so afraid I was going to fall. I think you even had the little clip on you. Oh my <laughs> God. I was so afraid I was going to fall. And so Orange Theory has been great for that. So I do thoroughly enjoy my Orange Theory workouts. Okay. Something that we don't know about your mom, but would be surprised to hear. Hmm. I have to think about that. Some of these you already answered about competing. Do you track macros? Wow. Do you listen to my phone? You already listened, answered all these questions. So yeah, you don't know something that people would be surprised to know about me. I don't know. You have to give me a little inkling. I don't know. What would they? I know that you have, I have to be nice because she has a plethora of videos in her phone because she loves to record me when I'm at my most unattractive (laughs) (laughs) and my silliest uh, unattractive. I don't know. I feel like you show everything really. That's a compliment. I I take that as a compliment. You're so open. Maybe you have a Monica closet. I don't have a Monica closet anymore. You put, you guys make that a Monica closet. <laughs> I, I organized my Monica closet. It's the one right next to my glam room. But actually, I actually take that as a compliment because I do try to be super authentic. Like, do you feel based on what you watch and be on and like, listen, this is Candelica coffee. It's okay to be honest that when you watch me, do I feel, does that seem like me? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, I mean, Tyler says, for your voice. Yeah, but. I was going to say that. Tyler <laughs> says, I have a yeah. YouTube voice. But that's normal. That I change my voice yeah. for YouTube. Okay, you guys. <laughs> that's what Hi. that's what I mentioned too. <laughs> that's what I mentioned Her boyfriend, too, that, by the way. That you, you, you're like, he was like, your mom always says, 
you guys. I do say <laughs> oh, that all the time. Okay, that I don't know if you said this or not because I don't follow you 100% to a T, but uh-huh. Hi and I will stay, we'll sit in our room and we'll always hear these gems of <laughs> phrases that you say, O M motherfucking G. <laughs> they're talking about we just start dying laughing like talking to myself is what they're talking about so like because my office glam room areas shares a wall with their bedroom and a lot of times i will talk to myself or sing to myself or apparently yeah she has the best phrases but i'm unaware like she will tell me things that i say and i'm like really <laughs> like he he made his bed now he's got a fu- motherfucking line it <laughs> Oh my gosh. I feel so bad because your boyfriend is home during the day and during the day is when I'm doing all of my like recording and listen, it is not normal. I know this. It is not normal that I sit and talk to a camera all day long or I'm I'm always on zoom calls or whatever. That is just not, it's normal for me, but it's not normal in a lot of households. There's a lot of recording going on at any given time but yeah so i do take that like i said as a compliment that you say there's not a lot that's different because i try to be real that's my that is my goal i can't mike's actually the same way it's like we we couldn't be it's hard to not be ourselves we're very direct people yeah direct yes i agree (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm direct too though you are you're just as bad as me yeah Cause even when I try to be like, I don't know, I try to sound more chipper and not as direct. You still say, no, you sounded extremely direct. And that's what, like, I remember what it's been since I was a kid too. Like Dinga would always (laughs) ask me to her opinions on outfits because she knew I would always give the truth. Because you'd be direct. Yeah. Yeah. You're very direct. She's talking about my sister. She would ask Alyssa's opinions because Alyssa will be very honest like the time that you were doing my makeup and you were you said my eyelid she goes why is your eyelid skin so loose (laughs) your your butt feels like marshmallows oh yeah like she or my sister she goes your legs are so skinny it's just very direct but i think that you, you probably got that from me as well yeah i tend to be very direct okay so here's another one favorite high protein breakfast are you a breakfast mm, i'm not a breakfast person i'm not a i'm not a healthy breakfast person i love pancakes and french toast but so I'm, what's your what what when do you eat for the first time on during the day it depends during I, the week okay so i don't really i it depends on the day of because usually i work from between 4 30 to 5 30 in the morning and then I end between 1230 to 1.30, my work day. So it's, yeah. a, it's an early work day. It is. So sometimes I'll, or I'd say half the time I'll eat at work and either I bring something small or I get Starbucks, which is right across the street. And I yeah. love this spinach feta wrap. Oh, I love um, that. So good. My That's, go-to. See, there you go. That's her. But if not, I'll just wait till I eat, I, I get home because I'm, I prefer big meals. I like hearty, big, again, another meals. similarity. And we also actually share the same favorite meal at Luna. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. On repeat. Sometimes I won't like I, if I don't want breakfast, 
then I'll get Luna at work because it's right across the street and yeah. it's so good. The you protein bowl. The protein bowl at Luna. See, we're very similar in a lot of ways. But when it comes to meals at home and cooking, we tend to be different. You like a lot of like Asian inspired yeah. um, dishes and I'm not really into that, like stir fries and stuff yeah. like that. Although everything you make is good, but I just don't think that like I would choose to make that. I wouldn't mind eating it. But you are a magician though when it comes, what are some of your favorite things that you've come up with? Because you literally are a macro magician though. Because a lot of my ideas, even for my client meal plans have come from things that you've come up with. Like remember your protein frosting? You no. did a protein, you don't? No. Or Because I, I do that now. Oh. It was a protein frosting or another thing that you did, what, oh, you came up with putting xanthan gum. Oh, this is yeah. before that the Ninja Creamy. Prep. This is the before the Ninja Creamy. You put a little xanthan gum in your protein shakes and you, it, it was, it makes it, it made, huge. It made, it filled the entire blender. It's a volume hack. Ooh, I'm going to have to include that in my next diet hacks video. Oh, but, and it was essential. But you would have to put on a parka. Oh yeah, it. So <laughs> she put on a parka. It was, it was a frozen banana, scoop of protein powder, ice, or it was a little bit of ice, almond milk, and then, and then the a xanthan little, gum. And it fills the blender. The entire so blender. You, so in prep, when you don't have a lot of calories, now you have something that whenever you're hungry, you can eat from this blender and just eat throughout the day. But if you sit and eat it in a sitting, you're going to be so cold that you're going to be miserable. Because I, yeah. I had it a few times where yeah. it was almost unbearable. <laughs> yeah. But I love rice dishes because you can add either kale or cabbage to them. That's like my new thing right now. My egg white fried rice. For volume. Yeah. I add a lot of cabbage and I don't weigh it. Or when I was, even when I was tracking, I didn't measure yeah, the I veggies. I don't measure veggies either. I mean, it's minimal and it gives you micronutrients. So yeah. And it, uh, and it burns calories to eat it. That's what I always say. It <laughs> negates it. I love like sauteed kale. So I'll just like throw it into like my stir fry and then it, what's the word? Chris crunch it. Crunch. Cr no, shrivels. Uh, yeah, it does. It what shrivels. Is, what does spinach do? It shrivels. No, it's something. No, I don't know. I don't know. It gets smaller. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know what? No, and it adds volume. It yeah. adds a lot of volume to your meal. So it makes you feel like you're eating more than you actually are. Yeah. That so point. that's a good volume hack. And if you put in those little frozen cubes of crushed garlic, I got that from you also. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It is so delicious. And suddenly you've tripled the volume of your meal for virtually no mm -hmm. calories and, and in a delicious a, way. And just a little bit of butter. Just, yeah, just, just a little bit of butter. It's, and it makes it. Yes. And so it's all about like creating the volume. That's my, that's always been my thing. But like I said, I've gotten a lot of those hacks from you. You also are the one that got me into protein pasta, the lentil brown oh, rice. Yes. From Trader Joe's. I'm a Trader Joe's hoe. Yeah, you are. I love you are. Trader Joe's. They have so many good things in there. Frozen items too. The green chili chicken bowl, I think it's like a green box. It just has green chili chicken and rice and cheese and it's like 320 calories like 20 
20 something grams of protein mm-hmm. and it's such a good meal that makes you f- actually full. Where do you get that in the frozen? In the frozen section. And I just bring it to work and I heat it up in the microwave and it's so good. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So you've been holding out on me. A lot of times when I'm starting to feel like I'm burning out on my food, I'll be like, Alyssa, what can yeah. I get at Trader Joe's? What's a cool new thing? And you're the one who got me. That's when we did those Mediterranean wraps and that's mm-hmm. that orange sauce. Yeah. That I don't know how to pronounce to- it. It's to- like to- taro- Terry. Tara Tofi or something like that. Yeah. It's like an orange sauce. It's calorie dense, but you don't need a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You just, cause that it's so much flavor that it gives your whole wrap and then you fill it with cabbage. Yeah. And it's going to make it feel like this huge wrap. And then you put your protein in there, whatever else. And that is, that's a go-to for yeah. sure. Any other Trader Joe's gems? People are always asking oh, for Trader Joe's so gems. There's so many. That's the thing. There's so many. Uh, the jalapeno. Okay. This is a snack. I'm a snacky queen. Oh, you, you snack queen. I love snacks. I can eat snacks all day if I could. Yeah. I know that's not nutritious. I know. That's why I don't do it, but I could. The green bag, it's like jalapeno corn puffs. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Those are delicious. So good. And they're puffed, so it's like it's like a, a little bit more volume. Anything that's puff, you get more volume. Yeah, yeah. I. I know I you know. like the jasmine the, rice. Yeah, is that you get you that's do your, simple. Yeah, uh, this isn't Trader Joe's, but I use this to make my stir fry really good. It's the Japanese barbecue sauce from. You can I get, get it from at Safeway. Safeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so good. And you use that in your on your rice dishes yeah. and your stir fries. Yeah. And you it, don't need a lot either. And what are the macros like on that? It's like 15 calories, I think, for 30 grams. I'd have to double check. But yeah, that's a good one too. So any of your stir fries, veggies, that's the key. Veggies to add the volume. Anything yeah. else? What's your favorite cheat meal? Mm. I don't know. It's whatever I'm feeling that day. Yeah, you go through phases. Yeah. I know that at one point in time, I thought you were definitely not my daughter switched at birth because you had the audacity to tell me that you didn't like donuts. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It might be burgers. And that's weird because you I used to say I don't like burgers. I, and that was until like the last and like six months ago. What, I in and out? I was What's like, your what? favorite burger? Five guys. I was like, you know what? Hi, let's get a burger. He's like, What? But I do that too. Like I randomly like think I don't like something and I never want it. Then one day, even before trying it, I'll just decide yeah. that I like something. Yeah, same. And then- <laughs> Me too. I just decided like, oh, I like burgers. Let's, I'm Let's craving it. Let's one. get it. And I would have never, ever ordered a bur- burger. No, there was three things that I couldn't let. I thought you were switched at birth that you didn't care for burgers, pizza, or donuts. I'm yeah. like, this is not my daughter. This cannot be. But- when I was pregnant with you, fun fact, I never liked sweets ever. My whole entire life, I never liked sweets. When I got pregnant with you, I craved sweets like so much and it never <sighs> went away. Stopped. It never went away after that. That's okay. It never went away after that. Yeah. I, and I love sweets. I, I need a little sweet treat. It's got to be every day. Every day. Me too. A sweet treat. Even if it's just like a bite of something, I need that little sweet fix. Me as well. Before we close out, I wanted to get a little update on what's going on for you right now in life. Like what, what's happening? I'm, as I said, I was training for a half marathon, but I have my full-time job at Orange Theory and that consumes 
for now 40 hours a week of my life more I feel like it's more yeah it even when I'm off I'm always on yeah I'm always thinking about it yeah for sure how do you like working there it was I started working there in what 2021 so now it's been a little over two and a half years and I think it was exactly what I needed it got me out of my comfort zone, still showing similarities of my previous job before that. And just what I did as a gymnast, like what I do basically on the day to day, just as an orange theory coach is I have to get on a microphone and coach people for one hour and going through three different stations. So it can be up to 45 people in a room and coaching them on strength training, on treadmill, on the rowers. And it's time everything is time so it can be down to 15 seconds intervals that i'm constantly cueing people and motivating people and lots of loud music and just connecting with people and i know you would you can agree with me on this like what i would have never pictured myself no. in something like that it's been so good because that first of all the exercise for your brain to coordinate a class like that is just so impressive. And then to have that practice to constantly interact with people, strangers, on a microphone, public speaking, the skills that you've gotten just from being there, it's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, just even for me, going to class has helped me get back into interacting with people and being social. Yeah. And I credit Orange Theory with that as well. Yeah. And yeah, like... I was a, always a teacher's pet when I was younger, but the one critique I would get from all the teachers was I was very quiet and, and I would mumble. Yeah. So like me being on a microphone broadcasting myself yeah. is not what I would have expected, but it turned out to be the best. And then six months later when I, or six to seven months later when I started, my boss took a chance on me and I got promoted to a full-time position and I was 21 at the time, which is crazy. So I'm very thankful yeah. for him for You for doing are that. a classic overachiever. Yes. So I was not surprised <laughs> at all. So now in terms of Orange Theory, I think I would like to ask, because a lot of people ask me this, Do you? Th how do you feel that people could incorporate Orange Theory into a well-rounded fitness and healthy lifestyle routine? Like what would be your recommendation in terms of how many classes, et cetera, they should it, take? It's hard because it really depends on what you're currently doing and what your goals are. But generally, I think having a routine of three to four times a week and uh, uh, as well as other things like focusing on your protein intake and things like that uh, is can be really beneficial for starting that routine and mm -hmm. that journey and start seeing results. And now we're coming into a period where we have different class styles. Yeah. We have our strength 50 classes, which really help build strength and help you gain muscle. And that is relatively new. And now we're coming into a tread 50 class, which is 50 minutes on the I treadmill. I saw that. Yeah. I'm so interested in that. And that, of course, that's going to help. You're obviously going to burn more calories yeah. and help improve your endurance with that. But I think Orange Theory has so much more, so much to give and even going beyond yeah. uh, fitness and getting your routine. It's amazing how many stories I've heard and getting to impact people's lives day to day, whether it's in regards to fitness, like there's been a member and he's talked publicly about this, about how he was 
actually on desk, knocking on desk door. He actually got COVID and yeah. almost oh, wow. died from it. And so he had this kind of, he survived and got this second shot at life and has found a routine with orange theory. And it's, it's so great how like we're able to impact people on day to day. And then people that, you know, have lost someone and are struggling and just want an escape from everything. Mm -hmm. That's what it, it saved me. Honestly, yeah. orange theory saved me when I lost my mom two years ago, I had just barely started going to orange theory. There was no way in hell I was going to be able to walk into a gym and know what I was going to do to work out or whatever. So I would go to Orange Theory and my brain would just shut off and I would just like be very robotic and do what I was told. And it really saved me and kept me on my fitness routine and journey instead of turning to food for comfort. I turned to Orange Theory for comfort yeah. and that was very helpful. I actually think there's a huge place in someone's routine for Orange Theory. Like for my clients, if they come to me and I give them workouts as part of their program and then they say, what if I'm a part of Orange Theory? I'm like, well, well we can incorporate Orange Theory into a very well-balanced fitness regimen, regardless of what your goals are. I can give you guidance based on your goals because a lot of people just, they actually think Orange Theory is HIIT workouts. No. And then they hear, oh, you shouldn't do HIIT if you're a menopausal woman, et cetera. It's actually interval training. Yeah. It's not HIIT workouts. It's heart rate-based interval training. Yeah, and you can actually, you have a lot of control over yes. your heart rate. You can see your heart rate. So you can, you might have a goal where you have maybe once a week in orange theory, you go for it. You're trying to get the orange zone, the red zone, you're going balls to the wall. But then some of your other sessions might be green days where you're keeping your heart rate at a more steady, at a steady pace. And that's what works for you in your routine based on what your coach says or whatever. So there's so many ways you can use orange theory. Yeah. And that's why I love it. Yeah. And the, I love touching people's lives. Yeah. I love the structure yes, to be honest yes. and the it's accountability structure. People need accountability when it comes to fitness and not everyone can afford a personal trainer one-on-one. -on -one. So if you can't, the next best thing is to do something like an orange theory that keeps you accountable because you have to schedule the class and then you're financially bound to taking the class if you don't cancel within eight hours. So it makes you treat it like an appointment, which is the best way to treat your yeah. workouts. And you can truly, once you get used to, there are, there is like lingo that you have to learn in Orange Theory. But once you figure that all that out and figure out your pace, you can truly just turn your brain off because we literally, the coaches hold your hand mm -hmm. every step of the way. And I turn my brain off. She knows yeah. because I am literally in la la land. Sometimes I'd be like, Hey, we're, we're switching stations. <laughs> I've actually, been, <laughs> I was actually on the treadmill one time. You weren't coaching that class. It was coach Allie. I was on the treadmill and I was feeling myself. You guys, I was in the zone. And then all of a sudden I hear Janine, excuse me on the mic, Janine, um, we're over here. Are we change stations? Like, I was like, gonna, are you going to join us? <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, it, she, it's your workout. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She goes, hey, it's your workout though. You're welcome to stay there. I wanted to die. I turn around. The entire <laughs> class is on the floor getting instructions. You know, it's funny. I did the same thing. I did the same thing in Allie's class. You did? Yes. Recently? I did the same thing. No, it was a while ago. But she's then she called me out too over the microphone. Oh, she's that's like, hilarious. Lisa, aren't you a coach? Didn't you coach it earlier this morning? <laughs> yeah. Well, chip off the old block. Yeah. Anyways, 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Alyssa, for being part of this episode. And hopefully you'll come back again. Join us in the new studio. We'll see. All right, we'll see. All right, you guys, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next one.